Um, but yeah, I don't know if we have a saying or anything. What is the show about? What is it evolving into? I guess, Sean, hmm. uh, what's our, um, our vision for uh, this next decade? Of so do you want to do our intro now? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. I thought that. <laughs> Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Welcome to the GrassCast, a show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And today, we are going to talk about things, stuff, all yeah. of the great, wonderful things in our life. This is a show about gratitude now. Uh, that's what the Gra and GrassCast stands for. <laughs> but i mean oh, before we get too sick. deep we 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 have to do the ultimate how are we challenge. playing how are we playing it this time i oh, mean we're yeah. still gonna do it audioly we have video okay. so i can i'm looking yes. into sean's beautiful eyes right now uh but we'll still i guess we'll still have to say it so that's gonna be kind of tricky doing the hand gestures and saying it for the audio uh people at home i mean do whatever you gotta do <laughs> okay all right, you're ready. Good. Yeah, and we're going to go one, two, three, and then the thing. Okay. Okay. And we have to say it, I guess, too, which is going to be tricky. Okay. Right. All right. One, one two, two, three, three paper. Fine. That's fine. Sean won. That seemed perfectly synced. <laughs> I'm going to check mm, the audio on that. Check later. the audio. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do the mind, magic of editing. It's going to sound like we said at the same time, even if we didn't mm, get it. Yeah, shoot. That is a problem. Sean does control the mm. editing. So I was looking at the old notes for the last time we did a Sean and Quab talk about. And do you want to hear a short synopsis of, of what we were talking about? Oh uh, yes, you, please. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about what games we're playing lately, which I also want to talk about. Okay. Uh, we talked about the World Cup. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> we had an episode where we talked about what we thought was going to happen with the World Cup. Can you imagine such a world? That like I'm as exists today. A, a large crowd of people. I, I mean, sports are continuing, but like, yeah, just just thinking yeah. of the World Cup where and I put an flying. I put an exclamation mark, like we were like really excited to talk about it or something. But yeah, yeah the World Cup. Yeah, I'm we also talked sure. about show, social credit systems and oh, yeah. PUBG. Oh wow! Because our that problems is... were way smaller. Wow, that is a time. Yeah, that is a slice a of time, time right there. Capsule, yeah very specific wow so i wanted to start with your recent experience skating on a pond mm. you uh i see you put that in the notes so yeah uh, we have show notes talk now. about that yeah you know trying to keep keep a prize on what we're talking about so um yeah tell me about that how, how was that uh, it was interesting it was like i don't know because it seems like a very canadian experience i felt mm-hmm. uh a lot of a lot of patriotism um yeah so i i had skated on a pond before and that's the reason i have the skates i currently have now it was like i was in ottawa for a time and my friend was very into hockey mm-hmm. uh and he 
more or less if, uh, can forced me into buying skates and going skating with him and playing hockey at a pond in Ottawa. Uh, but it was fun. I spent most of the time on my butt uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, when you don't skate for several years and you never really were very good at it um, anyways. But that's why I had the skates. And that was 2008. And this is the little, only other time that I've used them. So it was cool. <laughs> so again, yeah. They're getting good use, making good use of those skates extremely good use they might get more use because i went out uh what was it maybe two days ago wednesday a friend was he went out on a pond uh and it was really really pleasant it sounded and so we went out uh there had been a fresh snowfall and we brought shovels and he brought hockey sticks i've never really been a hockey player Mm -hmm. uh but yeah so you shovel it was cool so we walked down to the frozen lake you shovel as big of an area as you want because uh, there had been some pretty fresh snow. Uh, that was a lot of work because I had already shoveled the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the part that they don't really mention when you have like a romantic idea of skating on a frozen pond. Right. Uh, shoveling like a, a parking lot size or however big you want to skate. The shoveling. They, down, they downplay the shoveling. Yeah, for sure. And I, I had been going for walks, like winter walks, which I never really do. And just seeing mm. like it was it's a fun outs, outside activity. So, yeah, before I actually went skating, yeah, I just saw like a bunch of families and stuff on all these different uh, ponds uh, in the neighborhood uh, skating. And it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some places like you don't even have to uh, necessarily clear a big path. Like there are some that were just like kind of walking paths that people could skate on that kind of meander all around uh, a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't want to like do a huge patch, you could just kind of do a path. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been seeing lately taking uh, my dog for a walk and everything. Mm. I see these kids utilize, there's like a park at nearby. It's not even a lake. They just, it's like a, it's like a divot in the grass in the back that they've, they've (laughs) turned into a, like a hockey rink. Oh, And yeah, it kind of speaks to the resourcefulness of Canadians. Like they'll, they'll find ice and they'll just play games on it, which I kind of love. And this is the thing I'm wondering about. Uh, Do you remember seeing this before? Like this seems completely new to me. I don't know if I just never left the house at winter Mm -hmm. or if this is like a COVID thing where it's like ponds are blowing up um or i just never went for walks in the winter because (laughs) right yeah i I did go to a park recently and people were even skating in the like sewer drainage parts like they were just taking full advantage of the ice yeah Yeah. i i I hear what you're saying it seems higher level it it, it might just i I think part of that is is covid fuel the fact that we're not getting out a lot and like it's just a nice outdoor activity away from people Mm -hmm. it doesn't rely on a business being open you can just go and utilize ice and yeah i think there's a big uptick in ice this year (laughs) (laughs) my ice stocks are blowing up yeah man i'm gonna invest in bauer uh (laughs) yeah oh that's a good idea yeah all right big ice i'm gonna put my money down in big ice so what games are you playing lately, Quab? Oh, uh, what have I been playing? Uh, so I recently, at one of the board game online nights, uh, was introduced to hideandseek.world, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, we played a couple rounds, uh, but it's basically, it's a website 
where you use Google Street View to play hide and go seek. Uh, so one player will be given a map of the world <laughs> and they can zoom in and place uh, their little Street View dude on a street in a particular spot. Uh, and then everyone else who is trying to find them uh, will be they'll see the same spot, like the same spot the street dude was good. And they can like walk around and try to find clues, like maybe looking at signs or something. Uh, and there, there's a countdown timer that's counting down. So you have to drop a pin where you think the location is uh, in the world uh, within a certain period of time. Uh, and it's uh, very fun. Yeah, hide and seek dot world. Um, what would you rate it out of uh, grasshopper mandibles? Ooh, I would put one mandible up, hmm. like pretty enthusiastically. But the other one's like, I want to put the other one up, but I just can't. Okay, so it's, it's it's one confident mandible up. One confident mandible up. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm I'm there with you. I think it needs some polish. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. aggressive on the on the, the uh, upsell. The upsell, and there's a giant ad here. Um, yeah, so uh, I think a nice little pandemic game to play with your friends. I don't know. Yeah, kind of takes you. Out, it feels like it takes you out of the world a little bit. Or yeah, takes you out of your own little comfortable place. And yeah, it's a it's a nice way to visit the world virtually. Yeah. And with a little bit of a competition too, uh, it, it makes it, and it mm-hmm. and the time limit makes it very a little bit stressful. But uh, yeah, thirty seconds is not enough time to play this game comfortably. Yeah. I think you at least need ninety seconds. Yeah, to even ninety seconds was comfortable. You could actually like enjoy the location. Uh, and mm-hmm. as we were playing, um, it was like a joke emerged where people were just putting it in South Africa. Because uh, South Africa is very hard to gauge <laughs> from oh, really? pictures. It was actually, yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I just finished a game that I really liked called Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, okay. I heard, is it like a Metrovania or something? Or... There, Yeah, so I, I just recently learned about uh, a new genre of game called Metroidvanias, mm. which are like um, Metroid Castlevania mixes okay blended with some roguelikes and it's it seems like it's like the kind of latest the new trend or uh, whatever the new trend kind of video game but um it, it's it's i like guess it's it's side scroller kind of game you get you, you do like expand your your powers as you go uh the setting is um you're like this little spirit creature kind of thing it kind of looks like a like a fox with like human arms and legs kind of thing Hmm. so he's like this little like forest sprite and you have like a an owl buddy that comes in and out of the game and the 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 backgrounds are just like amazing to look at Hmm. it's all very like uh spirits and nature and like that kind of feeling so like the the soundtrack like everything like the whole atmosphere environment of the game is really like you got to put your earphones on you got to get like immersed in this one so it's it's really it was really nice to play and like huh. uh, very like heartfelt touching moments and like but you're still getting like this really good like side scroller like action game with it as well that keeps keeps the pace and keeps the game going. Um, so it's like storytelling and really nice visual effects blended with uh, 
pretty good gameplay. So mm. uh, give uh, give that two mandibles up. Two mandibles up. Two enthusiastic mandibles up. Okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played it or many Metroidvania type games. Like, have you played the original Metroid or is it Castlevania? I don't. Yeah, a little bit of Castlevania. Super Metroid is one of my favorite nostalgic super nintendo games like i really dug that game okay. really got into it um yeah do you, do you have any good experiences with that game at all no i yeah i didn't get too deep into those ones uh <laughs> oh charlie sweet sweet charlie uh, digging a hole into the couch We gotta yeah. leave this all in. Charlie's a star. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what podcasts have you been listening to lately? Oh man, I I think I kind of took a break from not every podcast, mm. but I can I I am subscribed to several podcasts. Uh, what I I'm trying to think which ones I don't usually miss. Um, so ninety nine percent invisible, I think, mm-hmm. is the quintessential. Uh, podcast uh hmm. it is very well produced it's made by like people who make radio there's background music and sound design and mm-hmm. uh but all the stories are really really interesting and well researched so the mm-hmm. even the name 99 invisible comes from uh this quote i don't know who it's by that design is 99 invisible right um so i and I guess I was like really into like design growing up, like visual design, mm-hmm. maybe graphic design and stuff like that. But then I had a friend even like going into school talking more about like uh, software design and like UI design and even like what we were talking about with uh, Evan a few weeks back, like design is so much more. It's yeah. Making things mm-hmm. useful and talking about design in architecture talking about design and the things we use uh and just yeah it's a really good podcast so that's that's when i listen to a lot i'm trying to think of a particular episode but yeah i have it downloaded i i've i've had that show on and off my podcast list and i just i've had i've, I've listened to a few episodes but it hasn't like hasn't pulled me yet. in yeah it hasn't clicked yeah. so i'll have to give it another go yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't like a playlist of episodes. There's one called mm. 10,000 Years that I always okay. recommend. <laughs> that's they're talking about, okay, uh, how do we, uh, toxic waste is radioactive for over 10,000 years, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's bad. And our best plan for it now is just to bury it. <laughs> right. And hope that, I don't know, some future creatures won't be around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got like all these like scientists and like artists and like philosophers to come together to come up with an idea of like how do you send a message ten thousand years into the future that stay away from this area mm. um, and like all the challenges that that would cause um, mm-hmm. and it was it was it's a very interesting episode just kind of thinking about this problem in that way. Uh, I've been listening to well I listen to LeVar Burton reads and I, I've been looking forward to this one that f- wrapped up recently. It was actually the first one he's done like a, a three-parter. Um, her name is Nettie Akorafor. Oh, I um, I've heard of her. she's a Nigerian American author. Yeah. And he does this story called mother In- of invention. 
Okay. Um, I got the synopsis. Um, a young woman in future Nigeria finds herself in a deadly pollen storm, alone but for her smart home. So at the core, there's a story about her in oh. the smart home. There's this pollen storm, and she's pregnant. And so oh. that's kind of like the starting point. Okay, yeah, don't tell and me anything more. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. I am hooked. That's super cool. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of her. Um, and what was cool, and what is what I can tie back into the show is he does so he does the two part episode with her um and then or sorry he does a two part episode and reads a story and the third episode he sits down and talks to her whoa um and at some point I guess she's like fascinated with bugs and things like that and they go on this particular tangent about the grasshopper and now she's really interested in grasshoppers and stuff so we did it (laughs) Medi I know you're listening come on the show we can talk (laughs) that's and awesome so I just thought when when I heard that I was like yes I was like like (laughs) putting up the face in the air it's awesome. Okay, it ties in. Yeah, so we claim any grasshopper content. Right. Uh, that's a direct message to us. Any any good movies you've been watching lately? Oh, I watched Yesterday, which was kind of interesting. Oh, Are you familiar I, with it? I, I watched it, um, half yeah. watching it, sort of, which would seem yeah, like the best experience for that movie. Yeah, you don't have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's nice. Uh, yeah, the plot is... Uh, guy gets hit by a bus and wakes up in a world where no one remembers the Beatles. He's a musician, so mm-hmm. says all their songs. Uh, and stuff ensues. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good to watch with my parents. Mm. <laughs> it brought them back. My dad was talking about like in high school, they mm-hmm. would have um, uh, nights where they would like lip sync to the Beatles and then mm-hmm. there'd be other nights where they'd be like competing with uh, people uh, lip syncing as the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. So, like, those were the two ones when he was in high school in Ghana. <laughs> like, I guess British invasion um, <laughs> and British culture was struck everywhere. Deal. Yeah, I've been on a bit of a movie kick lately. Um, oh. Maddie and I were watching a lot of uh, Schwarzenegger movies recently. <laughs> We we started we started for some reason with Kindergarten Cop. Yes, I was, I was gonna say Kindergarten Cop, of course. That was number that's, one. That's that's where you start. The slow slow roll introduction into Arnold Schwarzenegger in his in his prime. <laughs> yeah, as the yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. yeah. So after Kindergarten Cop, we watched the Terminator One and Two, and we, we kind of just oh. stopped there because I don't think you need to really go mm. any farther. Nah, there's no reason to keep. Um, I, I haven't seen the latest one, but I don't think I haven't either. No. But we watched those. We watched the uh, Bill and Ted one and two. So a lot of time uh, on a on a nineties time travel kick a little bit. That just blew my mind as a kid when I watched mm-hmm. Bill and Ted. Yeah, because yeah, the, there are so many times in a movie where uh, yeah, you, they need something to happen. You're you're trying to do a heist. You're trying to sneak around. Mm-hmm. You, you need to get something. There's some obstacle, uh, and that was just so brilliant to be like okay we have a time machine so we can set it up that let's just drop it here and like just thinking about that and they never actually show them go back and right. do all the things right. the things just appear and it was just so awesome they th- i think they like set it up at first because the dad is like where are my keys i haven't seen this movie right in oh you're, you're nailing it yeah you're, you're yeah you're spot on 
Yeah, I might have seen it once or twice in my life, but like that stuck with me so well. Like that was so brilliant. Uh Um, And yeah, that's what I love about like kind of time travel. And I think Bill and Ted was like the most practical use of time travel. Hmm. (laughs) Like uh, it's funny with that movie, but like that whole setup with like setting up these traps and distractions so that they can accomplish their goal because another they're just going to do it in the future. Um, That was so cool. Um, and I think it's like a closed loop, which to me is, I, I always like a nice tidy loop that isn't uh, multiverse. <laughs> um, and the last thing I want to talk about, I was watching was uh, I got through the John Wick trilogy recently. Uh, Have you watched okay. any of those? I've seen, yeah, the first two and like I got maybe halfway through the third one. I don't know yeah. why I stopped. Um, I, I did I just the same paused. thing. Yep. Oh, I yeah. Got, okay. I got halfway through the third one. I think when it they might hit the. I feel like they jump the shark when he starts slapping horses around and the horses are kicking people in the face. And like, he's using, <laughs> he's using horses as his guns. I'm like, okay, they've, I didn't mind that. No, that was <laughs> no. when I kind of tuned out a little bit, uh, but uh, I came, I came to a new realization that has given me a newfound appreciation for the John Wick trilogy and hopefully okay. the fourth one that's coming out. Lay it on. There's a fourth one. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Um, because at the third one, he's he's pissed and he wants whatever. Okay. I'm gonna. I mean, I it it shouldn't spoil it for you too much. Uh, I mean, I, I need to I need to spoil maybe a little bit in going through this explanation. That's fine. Um, but I've realized that John Wick is it it falls somewhere in the Matrix universe. He it, it, oh. it is Neo. It's still it's a continuation of the Matrix because <laughs> okay, but and especially by the third one, but this this whole world that John Wick lives in can only huh. be the Matrix. It's too ridiculous <laughs> to not be the Matrix, <laughs> and even little things that like reinforce that. So like the fact that they Morpheus. use the, the the oh, I mean yeah. Do we even have to say that Morpheus is it like in it? Like okay, like <laughs> that's just obvious. That's just like right. Face. Okay. But there's right. little things. There's like, I mean, the fact that they use like the coinage in the movie and everything is like done by these like transactionally by these coins and stuff. And it, it, it made me harken back to like the Matrix where everything, there's like these algorithms and stuff encoded into just simple objects. There's like the, the one, the door guy has this key and when he turns uh. it, like he goes into these like, and it's all just code, right? But they encode, I remember there's one scene where they're having like, a dessert somewhere in this like fancy restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Talking about like, to... yeah, yep, 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 yep. The yep, chocolate yep, cake, yep. whatever. There's explosions. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... But uh, and and so and everybody in the John Wick universe, like, there's there's at one point I think like in the second movie where they get contracts out and like all just it just seems like all of New York are assassins, right? And yeah. it's like they're agents. It's like they're all just part of the Matrix. It just felt so Matrixy to the point that. At the end of the third one, all right, spoiler alert, they uh-huh. try to kill John Wick. That they, they send him off of a building. He flies off of a building and he's still alive. How is yeah. he not the one? How is he not Neo? This is not reality. I mean, we're not living in the... Re- it's an action movie, but it, it's an action movie starring Keanu Reeves. And if this doesn't turn into the next Matrix, then I'm going to be very disappointed because <laughs> it seems like it's building up to that point. All right. I think that was well played. Yeah, it is getting late. Yeah. This is Sean. I don't know what you're gonna do. With I don't this know. Episode. I might just 
stick this it, might have just stick been it under nice. my digital bed and yeah. pull it out one this, day. This might have just been a nice one for us. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be on the cutting room floor. But <laughs> we'll see what, come, what comes out on top. No, man. Snyder Cut's coming out, baby. Uh, <laughs> people love this. They're going to be clamoring for it. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get a couple million. We'll shoot some new scenes. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. We'll stitch it all together as a as a beautiful thing. Well played. Game it up. So yeah, uh, Carrion, it's like it's really fine. You're just this weird blob thing, and um, yeah, just uh, a really different experience. And uh, <laughs> fucking hell, smooth. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all this together in post. It's gonna be wow. great. Oh man, uh, it's gonna be a seamless review, like like professional. Yeah, smooth, smooth. I mean, I'm not gonna be the one editing, but if you want to keep like a snippet of this. <laughs> Or I don't know, a post credit scene or a pre credit scene. That would be yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> All the best podcasts do it. 